This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern, Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I'm Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you 20 years experience in the Maryland MP. And Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with Remax Results, and I have with me the one and only on this beautiful September day from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey buddy, how we doing? Doing great, doing great. Me too, kids are back in school, but we're planning that big trip to Colorado in two weeks. I'm taking all six of them out there, hiking in the mountains and riding dune buggies and sitting in hot springs and... Uh, being partners in crime in Denver and finding new restaurants and all that fun stuff here coming up. So my boys are really excited. They did ask me, Dad, is it going to snow? I said, it's already snowed out there once. I saw it could. So they want to take the skis also. So if we're not hiking, they want to go skiing just in case it snows. And I said, that ain't going to happen. Too early. <laughs> Always be prepared. Be prepared is not kidding. They definitely want to awesome. be prepared. But How yeah. long are you going to be gone? Yeah, a whole week out there. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, they've never seen it in the summer. They just see snow out there. They've never hiked on the trails and seen what I've seen. So I thought that'd be a good time. So we're planning that. So there that's goes awesome. September. So there are places in September that do get snow, by the way. And ours is on the way. I saw the Almanac. We're supposed to have a pretty, pretty hefty winter here coming up. So I don't know if that's going to help home sales or not, but we're hoping so. <laughs> I hope <laughs> snow brings interest rates down and all the other so good stuff. I. So do I. Heck yeah. All right, let's get right into it, man. Let's get into the numbers. Terry, last week, 423 was the total actives, and this week is how many? 423. I I don't think anybody put, I think that everybody, it's like there's no sellers put their home on the market this week, and nobody offered anything and bought anything, it seems like. Well, that's the, uh, you, you know, you, and the first thing you think of is, well, it was Labor Day, but, like, um, I tried to take off last Friday, and wound up working till about 4.30 because I had five people that were writing contracts over the weekend. Yeah. Now, only one person got a contract. The others lost out. And, and it was just like it was an extremely busy weekend. Uh, so the demand is still there. Oh, yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. I was showing homes and all that stuff. And I got people preparing to get their home on the market. I'm like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Get that stuff done. Get your Forget the barbecue. Get your paintbrush out right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're doing, Lou. Um, days on market went up a little bit from 40 to 41, and the average median price is 498, which dropped just a little bit here. But 13 homes went active today. So, as you know, I like to keep an eye on how many are coming on every day. So, if it was like that every day, that's how many are going on contract every day, you would think. But new construction 166 coming soon was 46. Now it's 54. So, a little bit of an uptick, which is good. Pending under contract currently last week was 700. Now it's 673. So we are getting what I've said is going to happen. We're going to see that pending under contract number continue to decrease um, probably until January or February. And that's when we will see that continually uptick with the seasonal kind of thing like that. So some of that, most of that really is seasonal. Um, last 30 days uh, sold 426. So we're getting back into that average range. And days on market for the ones that did sell in the last 30 days was 17, but now we're at 41. So I promise you, Terry, my prediction is in February and March of next year, the ones that are settling will be definitely 40 to 50 days average time on market and catch on up with everything. So sold the list price 99.5. 
So that's holding really good overall. And uh, foreclosures, we get about 30 of those. And uh, this is the thing I want to tell everybody. The foreclosures that are out there right now have nothing to do with going on the market right now. It has everything to do with what banks have been dealing with, getting it through their list pens and foreclosure processes for the last 6 to 12 months or more. But probably the last six months or, or so like that. So in minimum six months because that's the time frame it takes to foreclose typically on a property depending on if it has an HOA, second lien, and a whole bunch of other rat's nest of red tape we call it that could be pending or pro- pro- problematic um, and how clean it is on title and a bunch of things. So that's my thoughts on the market, of course, in our local area. But I do want to talk about U.S. housing news as well. But let's get into mortgage world. What are you seeing? You saw a bunch of new applications, right? So so a lot of new. Um, there's a lot of interest. The applications slowed down at the end of August, which I thought. But the applications that came in in, in late July and August, um, very, very active. Okay. People are are ramping it up. There is still some frustration. Uh, two borrowers, both looking at, um, you know, first-time homebuyers, both a little frustrated. They've each put in three contracts wow. and have not gotten it. Um, what price range? Well, what price range are we talking on? So guys? one's in the uh, Howard County, Baltimore County area. Oh, you said the Howard County, number one. That's Well, no, but the Columbian stuff. So yeah, the price that's... range is in the 250. No, that's a good area. That area, Howard County and Montgomery County, are a little more desirable, closer to D.C. or work maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant more so than price range. Like, yeah. Like you said, where it is. So, But, yeah, price range, what are they dealing with? But both are in the 250 to 275 oh. range, <laughs> which is just, boy. It, you mean it, to tell It's like me? one of those things where the water's calm and you throw a slab of beef in and all of a sudden <laughs> the, the alligators go nuts. Piranhas and alligators. And they just all show up. And that's what Holy that market cow. is doing. So that market still is very, very, very high. That would be here, but I'm thinking in Montgomery County or definitely Howard County, a house for two seventy five, a condo, a one bedroom. It's got to be a condo. Yep. I know it ain't no single family home unless it doesn't have a roof, walls, or a floor in it. Yeah. Uh, they call it something like a mobile home, or but yeah, no doubt. I can't even imagine right now looking in the MLS under. Howard County to see what's the cheapest thing for sale right now. Yeah, that would be a one-bedroom, one-bath, 250-square-foot condo, Your Honor, right? Oh, yeah, I could see that being a uh, like 500 buyers still wanting that kind of thing. Or, you know, I would. I mean, if yeah. I was single or just starting off married. So that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So, so what we're taking a look at is last week we talked about rates, rates, rates going up, up, up. Why were they going up when nothing was going on in the market and people were trying to vacation? Mm -hmm. Is basically the mortgage investors were pricing ahead. Remember? And and the thing I said, they're forward, always thinking forward, okay? So I want you to circle the date of Wednesday, the 21st of September. Big day. Big, big day. Why is it a big day? Because it's going to conclude the meeting of the uh, Federal Home Loan Bank Board, the, the chairman of the Fed, Jay Powell listener to the station, yes, he he's going to come out and he's going to basically tell us what they're thinking. So what have we priced into the market, Darren? The reason our rates have gone up is they thought it would be a quarter to a half percent hike. It's going to probably be a three-quarter hike. Okay. Why? The question is why? It's the jobs. We're trying to soften this economy. They are trying to soften this economy, but we are not letting them soften it. We are continuing to work 
We're continuing to buy. We're, the demand is still there. The biggest industry that we're seeing it in right now is the new construction. So when you say there's 166 new constructions on the market, that number usually runs around 130-ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is above the average. One thirty. And talking to the builders, they're having people that are canceling out on deals because they don't know what's going to happen in the future. They're afraid of the rates going up. So I'm going to talk just but for a second. But the minute someone, I would think, Terry, the minute somebody cancels out a deal because they get cold feet and they're scared about what's going to happen in the future, there is a buyer that drives up ten minutes after them. And then all of a sudden, the builder's like, hey, this is available now. This will be done in three months or so. And they're like, oh, wow. And there's still going to be those buyers that are going to say, no problem. Thank you for somebody canceling their contract. We'll take the brand new house. Thank you. Yeah, I think that that has slowed down yeah, six, slowed eight down. months ago. But yeah. I don't think it's as prevalent. So, But it's still there. Yes. So, so when we're talking about the rates that they're going to talk about on the 21st, we're talking about Basically, they discuss one rate, okay? They discuss the federal discount rate at the meeting. Okay. okay? So just to explain it real quick, right now the federal discount rate is 2.5%. One year ago at this time, it was 0.25%. Say that one more time because I'm taking notes, Mr. T. Okay. Right now, the federal discount rate, mm-hmm. okay, is 2.5%. Okay. That is the rate that the governors discuss about raising. They don't raise the prime rate. By raising the federal discount rate, and and let me explain what the federal discount rate is, okay? That is the, that is the, um, um, the... Is that the number they borrow money from each other and trade? No. Oh. No. I just failed. The federal discount rate is the, is the cost that the federal home loan bank charges banks... Okay. To borrow money. Okay. okay. They charge banks 2.5%. A year ago, they were charging 0.25%. What you're talking about is the federal funds rate. Okay. okay? And that's the rate that is also 2.5%, and that is the rate that banks charge each other to lend money. Okay? So you, I can get into more reserves and stuff, but I'm not going to. So the rate that we're looking at... And then the prime rate is always 3% above what the federal discount rate is. So here's what I'm going to talk about. The federal discount rate, Chairman Powell and most of the governors over there are basically looking at increasing the federal discount rate by the end of this year by 1.75%. Where's that 1.75% going to come when they only have three more meetings? They're going to do 75 at this meeting. And they're going to probably do a half at the next one and a half at the one after that. Okay? That would be a huge, huge increase. Yeah. So that's why rates have gone up. The market, the investors, people are basically saying rates are going up. There's nothing we can do. And the data does not show that that it's time to let off the gas. I believe that they should let off the gas after this one. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not going to until they can get this inflation under control. But some people had asked, well, I don't understand why the prime rate and the prime rate. Prime rate is basically what banks base their rates off of. Yes. Okay. 
So that's it. Let's let's move on. Man, no, you did just that educated help me. I love this show. This okay. is amazing. It is helping me but did every I explain week. Explain that, okay? Oh yeah, I okay. think our listeners, guys, you just got some good information that Siri doesn't even know about out there, and uh, you can't even ask her. You guys, Terry. Yeah, this is perfect because this does put into perspective of what's what's going on, how the Fed works, how it affects mortgage rates and banking, and you know buying money from each other and the flow of it and the whole nine yards and so that's cool federal discount rate that's uh the key number and yeah uh mr powell please let's backtrack let's not go forward let's backtrack let's stop everything and um get things under control here by doing no more raises at all so listen to our program listen tight no more so all right good stuff terry let's get into we talked last week guys everybody our subject was fha 203k loans the rehab loan, what's the pros and cons and, and all that stuff like that. And, Terry, you had mentioned that at the end of the day, it's it's probably more of an extreme idea in some cases more limited to do that. But you have other solutions. And anybody that's looking to do and buy a house that needs some cosmetic work or major work done and stuff, there again, call Terry. He that's This is your, a lot of your background, and you know exactly to navigate down that path if that's going to be good or not. But the path that we're seeing now, even more and more, like you said, people are taking their money out of the stock market that's crashed out or come down a little bit, and they're worried, and they're mad, and they're, that, and they're looking at putting their money in safer haven, which investing in real estate's pretty much almost always safe. It's not ever, unless you're going to buy something and you have a plan. When you buy an investment, you have to, have, you have to know the only smart way that you know how well it's going to perform in general is the called the exit strategy. The exit strategy is a huge, huge piece that I tell investors, have you done your homework on that? Which means, where are you buying? We can do projections and cash on cash and money flow and tax breaks and all that fun stuff. That's all in the center of the pie. The real key is, what's your exit strategy? How long are you planning on owning this property? Why are you buying this property? There's a lot more to it on the exit strategy that can dictate how profitable and smart will that investment purchase be or not be. The big thing on your end, Terry, when we talk talking about investor stuff is the loans. If they're not doing cash, okay, if I want to buy right now, let's just say for fun. And you know me, I got six boys. I want them out of the house. I love them, but I want them to gain their independence and I want them to fly away and have a great life. And then come back and visit us with one duffel bag for a few nights. That's my motto, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one little baby duffel bag is the key. Not bringing your wife, not bringing a baby, not making sure that, hey, Dad, is that basement still available? And by the way, do you have any video games I can play down there? No. Those days are gone coming up, I hope, right? I want to buy a duplex, let's say, for my son. For myself, doesn't matter, okay. you know, for my wife and I. We're going to buy a duplex and do as an investment. How much money do I need to put down? Are any of our listeners looking to get into investing and they want to buy something easy, a duplex? What's that look like putting money down, Terry? Well, number one question, Mr. Mister Borrower, is are you going to be living in one side of the duplex? Uh, Well, I'm not, but my son, if I help him buy it, he would be. Okay. It'd be his primary residence and maybe hopefully get a roommate or not and rent out the other side, and that's how we're maybe looking to buy it. Okay. So the least amount of money down is going to be 3.5%, and you can do an FHA loan, and your son can buy that property, and it's a two-unit property. So 
we're going to offset his mortgage payment with the income that he gets from unit number two. He has to live in unit number one, okay? You can't say, well, you know, I'm going to buy this duplex and I'm going to live in one side and I'm going to rent it out and we're not going to sell that big house. To the to the underwriter, it's going to be, now you're buying this as an investment property. So if it's going to be a primary residence, and rent out the other one, you can get an FHA loan at 3.5% down. Okay. okay. That is the best program to do. We can count it against it. The other thing that that program does is it allows a co-borrower, a co-signer. Yeah, so if I co-sign, my wife and I yes. co-sign for our son to get into something. He's going to live on one side. We only need 3.5% down, right? Yes. Nice. Yes. So, so basically, in theory, and I have people that are calling me because one, a couple things that we're dealing with. One is, is the millennials are now in their thirties. Okay, that's a scary <clears throat> thought because us, we're in our. Let's keep going. My yeah, okay. birthday was. Yeah. Yes, you had a happy birthday <laughs> last Wednesday, so a happy birthday. But um, what we're taking a look at is, is the millennials are now in their thirties, and I've been getting more and more calls about. Are there two unit? What is the financing on a two unit? What's the least amount of money that we can get into? Okay, what do we do? How do we do it? This is becoming very popular. The stock market is becoming very unpopular. We don't like to use the word crash. We like to use the word correction. Yeah, it's okay. Correct. So we're correcting, but people are looking for other sources of income. Mm-hmm. Real estate, they're starting to turn towards. And so I'm getting a lot of questions. So borrower comes in. He's 33 years old. He wants to buy a two-unit property duplex. He can't quite swing it income-wise, so we're going to have his parents co-sign. That's totally fine on an FHA deal. They do not need to live there. They do not need to say that they live there. We can count that income on the second unit to offset the mortgage payment, which helps the qualifying. Okay, So that's an awesome program that you can do now. There are four-unit properties. There, and, and what Darren said is escape strategy. I just want to touch on that. Darren, you hit that so much on the head because the number one thing that people look at when they're looking at these multi-unit properties is what is my cash flow? How much money am I going to make? What is my cash flow? Nobody ever says, will I be able to sell this? Yeah, exactly. In four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years yep. when my whole investment strategy changes. Will I be able to sell this? So that's very, very important to know. Like cash flow is so important, but you have to have that exit strategy on how am I going to get out of this when I want to get out of it. So that's very, very important. Um, But basically what we're taking a look at is you can do that. Now, as far as rates, you know, the rate, since it's going to be a primary, is going to be the same as what a normal uh, FHA rate is. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the interest rate for this? If I'm co-signing for my son to buy a duplex, he lives on mm-hmm. one side, rents out the other. Does that change the interest rate? No. Now the interest rate will be a little higher because it's a two unit, mm-hmm. but not anything significant. Okay. So, like, what are we talking? Quarter percent, half. A Probably percent? in the quarter percent range. Oh, that's not much at all. That's okay, not much. That's at all. good. All right. So that covers it. Oh, let's say we want to get really aggressive, though. I find amazing four-unit, four-unit, multi-unit place, 
and he lives in one and rents out the other three, and he wants to buy that. <clears throat> now what? Is it the same rules? Three and a half percent FHA? Yes, sir. So oh, FHA, it is. FHA allows wow. up to a four unit property. But if we find a five unit property, what happens? So or talk, more. Talking about exit strategies. Okay. Uh-huh. So when, once you go over four units, whether you're looking at conventional or FHA, once you go over four units, when you get into the five unit, we're now looking at it's now going to be a commercial loan. Oh. Okay? It's now going to be bank financing. It's now going to be a portfolio loan. It's going to be something out of the box that is not backed by the federal government. So that's a huge thing. And that's where you location is number one on the exit strategy. Okay? Yeah. I yes. believe that. Oh, it is. Number two is how many units there are. Okay? Yes. Yeah. A two units much easier to sell than a four unit. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, I'm sure. But once you cross over into that five unit territory, six unit, seven unit, eight unit, now you're starting to call it an apartment building, right? Yeah, it's pretty so much now, an apartment. So now you need different financing. That financing is going to look a lot different. How's it going to look different? You're going to probably need at least 30% down payment. Ooh, show okay. me the money, Jerry Maguire. So if you have a situation where your son's not going to live in it or you're not going to live in it, basically what we're going to talk about is, you know, going into the, you know, even a two-unit property, you're still going to need, if you buy the two-unit for yourself, yeah, not to live in but to invest, you're going to need... 20% minimum, but probably in the 30% range in today's rate environment to even get a good rate. Okay. okay. Yeah. We have a portfolio loan that we're doing on a 7-1 arm basis. If you go over that 4-unit to a 5, 6, 7, 8-unit, whatever the case may be, that financing looks totally different. It's going to be an arm. It's going to be a balloon. It's going to be a bank sitting on a bank shelf. Totally different. But let's go back to what we're taking a look at. What you said about if if you want to buy the bigger property, what are the things to know? Number one thing to know is that you can go up to a $1.8 million loan on an FHA four-unit property. Wow. $1.8 okay. million up to a four-unit property. Now, I there is a property. Now you're talking yeah. D.C., my friend. No, we're talking Frederick. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, well, to go 1.8. If, yeah. But, but, you know, if you go yeah. in the million-dollar range, there's a, yeah, could be. there's a listing downtown now that I've gotten say. several calls on and basically run financing on similar situations. Son wants to go in. Yeah. Dad wants to help out. They're crunching the numbers. How does that look? That That's going to be... That's going to be a big payment, but you're going to get three mortgages to help offset or three rental payments. Now I got a really big question. I'm going to throw you okay. not a curveball because I know you know this, but let's say it's in downtown mm-hmm. Frederick or D.C. or anywhere. Zone commercial. Okay. It has a store on the first floor in four apartments upstairs. Can I do FHA? No. Why? You because said a four commercial. Unit- because it's commercial. commercial. So now we're back to the 20, 30% down, a little higher interest yes. rate and all that. Whoop. So that's a very yes. good question. Something in downtown I have seen before that does have a store or a restaurant or a building mm-hmm. there already. I mean, in the building. And it does have apartments upstairs. There's a lot of units like that. And, yes, that could run into a million dollars, $2 million. 
And um, and now you've got essentially you'd call it five things, but that's a lot of cash to put down to get something like that. Yes. So All if right. you so if you have a commercial storefront and units above, yeah, the rental potential is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. The financing potential is a challenge because you have to figure out who can finance it. Who's going to finance it? A smaller local bank is probably your best bet. Yep. Okay. Once you get above that, there's not really a appetite for those loans on the secondary market. So you're going to have to stay local, which is fine. Presidential Bank does them. Um, we have a great commercial department. And as I said last week, we have expanded our footprint in the in the banking side to Frederick. We've um, expanded to Frederick. Um, you know, I've been here with the bank for 23 years. We finally have a bank branch in downtown Frederick, which is awesome. And it's at 14 West Patrick. Stop in, say hi. Uh, but we also will do the financing. But that was a good question about the commercial. Yeah, I thought it slipped you a curveball. All right, we got three minutes left, I believe, in the program. Here we go. U.S. House values, by the way, call Terry. He's got all the information. When you want to invest, I can help you out. I got that stuff about the questions, exit strategy, cash on cash. I got like 40 things that we look at to see what's a good fit for you. So with the last two and a half minutes left, here we go. Typical housing. Here it is. It says um, home values have been rising steadily over the years. We know Frederick area in the U.S. past 10 years. The pandemic caused it to accelerate, no kidding. The last three years, average of 12% per year, Your Honor. But according to one of the monthly measures, it haven't, um, there have been a month to month where it has not, uh, hasn't not increased since 2012. There were times when the increases were a little slower, but no month in the past 10 years, Terry, has even saw one time where the home values declined month over month. That is a red carpet ride in Disney World. But it did in July, however, fall 0.01% across the United States for the first time in a month-to-month decline. And the typical homes, according to the numbers, now cost $357,107. I wish that was our average because our average is what? Four ninety-eight. dollars mm-hmm. It's $366 less than it did in June. Wow, that seller should panic. They lost $366 in average across the United States. But here's the thing. That's really an average spotty. Those are in extreme areas that pull some of these numbers out to make it decline. But in our area, we have not seen a month-over-month decline in values as an average. Somebody may say, has there been a market in Frederick County or in this area that we've seen a decline in values? Yes. This last month over this month, August into September, there is no doubt the $900,000 and above price range has seen a uh, an, an average of losing about 1% right now. Okay. So you're talking $10,000, $20,000 is what we're seeing as an average reduction of that values in those areas across the board. So one minute left. It says it did in July. We saw that number. An improvement was small, but still, it's still encouraging for buyers that are shopping for homes right now in this tight market still. And it says this also follows a trend. The typical home value has been slowing for the past few months, but peaking in, it says, April across the United States. And month over month, the growth was near 2% earlier this year and had slowed by 0.08 in June. But just another sign that the market is just rebalancing. And with the buyer demand slower than before, the number of available homes is rising. 
And the last thing I want to say in the last 30 seconds is be careful of these YouTube videos out there. There was a guy on saying, oh, my gosh, inventory's up 130% in the Seattle area. It's still five times less than the average inventory. So that doesn't equate to what's really true. It's just talking heads and, and putting out crazy stuff that makes people go, oh, no, the sky is falling. And that's not happening. Call Terry and I. We're here for you. Thanks for tuning to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday on here, WFMD. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapel Heating and Air.